Hey everybody, welcome to the Brotherhood Podcast. Today we're going to be looking at Psalm 40, verses 1 through 3. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction out of the miry bog and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Now, um, this is a very, very famous psalm that... um, I chose for today because I felt like it had a lot of good relevance to um, my life, but I think it's also very applicable to all of our lives. You know, waiting is never easy, especially when we're waiting for something. Obviously, if we're waiting for it, it's typically going to be pretty good. Now, there are there are always two sides to waiting. There is the the incompleteness of waiting. There's the feeling of being incomplete because we're waiting for something to be, you know, it's typically some type of receiving. We're waiting for something to happen. So there's the the negative aspect of waiting, and then there's the completion aspect of waiting, the joyful outcome, if you will. When we begin to wait on the Lord, we always have to start with the premise that it will never be in vain, because there's never been a time that God has ever ever abandoned his people. There's never been a time where God has not kept his promise or kept his word. So before we ever begin to wait on the Lord for anything, brother, I want to encourage you, you can trust the Lord in his character that he will be faithful. There are things in our lives that we are waiting for that are there's a reason we're waiting for it. We God is is helping our character grow more and more like Him. You know, you look at um, uh, a situation with a, a father and a son. Now, I have a two year old, and he really every time we pass Starbucks, really wants to get a cake pop. He said, "Dada pop, dada pop." And if I was to give him everything that I knew would bless his heart, he would never learn self control. And he would always learn that sugar is all that he needs. Now, this is a very, very um, small example of a of a real real life situation, but the the premise is still there. God waiting for things that God wants to bless us with. There's a purpose to it. It is never in vain, and it it's never in vain because God will always be faithful to deliver. The second part of verse one says, "He inclined his ear to me." And heard my cry. You know, you could imagine this same picture we've been seeing all throughout these of a of a father stooping down, bending his knee to a child, and hearing and it, and not just hearing and listening, but entering into the pain of the cry of 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 our cry and of of, of our pain. I think this is beautiful because it is removing any perceived distance between us and the Lord. The the psalmist is writing a very, very clear picture of how the Lord loves to enter into our pain. Brother, whatever you're walking through, the Lord is not separate from it. In fact, I'm reading a book right now for school that talks, it was talking about grief and how... um, 
you know, how do, how do you respond to someone who's just lost a family member, you know, in a traumatic way, a car wreck or something along those lines? Points, it said, it, it one of the most beautiful ways it illustrated God's care for people, it, it quoted a pastor that had said, before anyone ever knew about the, the car accident or the, the diagnosis, the Lord knew first, and he felt the pain first and he shed the first tear. The Lord is always first to know of the pain that we're going to experience and we are experiencing, and he bears that burden with us, and he enters into our pain. It's not sympathy, it's empathy. He can feel our pain because he's experienced it, and he can experience it with us. Brother, whatever you're walking through, I want to remind you of the goodness of God. He can walk in it with you. He can bear the pain that you're experiencing with you. And he wants to enter into that pain with you, brother. Will you let him in? When we cry out to the Lord, he will always answer. Again, there's never been a time where the Lord has not kept his promise. Verse 3 says, He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see in fear and put their trust in the Lord. Well, just right off the bat, how will many see in fear and, and put their trust in the Lord. It's based on us sharing with others what God has done in our life. Brother, when the Lord does something in your life, when he is faithful, it is our job to share that so that others can hear. That is how many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in the Lord. Now, remember, the fear of the Lord is not literally being afraid of the Lord. It is a reverence. It is a holy reverence of understanding God is so powerful and so good that my heart naturally wants to bow down before him. My body naturally wants to sit in awe and reverence. It is not a it is not a um it is not being afraid of God as in he's going to do something. It is oh my goodness. The ho- the holiness of God is so powerful. I can do nothing else but worship him. That is the fear of the Lord. Brother, that's what we're called to do. I There was a video that um, when I lived in uh, another state, we used in our ministry, and it was the story of, a, uh, I believe it was a young woman uh, walking into a bar at kind of a dance club, and she's out there dancing and everyone's around her, and suddenly this guy comes to her and grabs her by the shoulder and says, you need to wake up. You need to wake up. And she's like, get off me, get off me. And the guy comes back and says, you need to wake up, Sarah. Sarah, you have to wake up. Well, um, she's like, go away, go away. And he comes back five minutes later and says, Sarah, you need to wake up now. And trying to get away, she falls into this room that had all these, you know, police tape, don't go in here, don't go in here, don't go in here um, signs. And suddenly the, the scene cuts. Now this is, you know, I would consider this uh, late 90s cinematography, so probably not, and church cinematography, so probably not the the highest quality video, but it was very powerful to me. She wakes up, and she's in a coffin, and she sits up in the coffin, and she's around, surrounded by everyone else, she's, she, all of her friends that she was hanging out with, and the guy who was uh, telling, trying to tell her to wake up was sitting there talking to someone else, and he said, Sarah, I'm so glad that you're here. I want you to know the truth about what's going on, and then I want your help. We have to go wake up everyone else too. Brother, 
it is our responsibility that when the Lord works in our heart, it is our responsibility to share with the people around us, with our family, with our friends, with our coworkers, the goodness of God. His goodness will lead others to repentance and to a relationship with Him when God is demonstrated in our life. That's why we want to model brotherhood to our children and to the men around us because we want to draw people in. How terrible would it be if we all got in one little small group and closed off to the world and no one else could join? That is not a godly picture. No, the picture is, hey, this is the brotherhood and we are constantly going to be reaching out our hands and pulling men in. That's, That's what we're called to do. We are called to, for the entire world to hear of the glory of God and his work that he has done in our lives. Brother, I hope this encouraged you today. If it has, be sure to share this podcast with a friend and be sure to subscribe if you haven't already. If you haven't, if you have any questions or would like to get involved in brotherhood or just would like to learn more about what Brotherhood Men's Ministry is all about here in North Carolina, be sure to email me, Robbie, at robbies, R-O-B-B-Y-S, at covenant.cc. We'll talk to you next week.